0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king, who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him, who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had the pity on your fellow servant, as I had pity on you. Then, in his anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The gospel of the Lord. If we venture into our kitchens this morning and do a head count of all of our dishes, we may find we have a few imperfect sets. Seven dinner plates, five saucers, nine glasses, three soup bowls. Incomplete sets are the mark of a lived-in kitchen. Many of us have children or grandchildren running around, which might account for an occasional mishap. I myself am clumsy from time to time. Maybe a bowl fell off the counter last week. A glass broke in the dishwasher. A wet plate slid from our hands. So what do we do when a dish breaks? We sweep it into the trash bin. (laughs) That's how we deal with most things when they're broken. That space heater that fizzled out in the winter. That wobbly wooden chair. That old couch the kids jumped on just one too many times, toss it, drag it to the curb, throw it in the dumpster. But what about a broken heart, a weak marriage, a fractured friendship, crumbling relationship with God? As soon as someone hurts us, are we supposed to dispose of them like a broken bowl? Or can damaged relationships be pieced back together? The Japanese have a fascinating custom called kintsugi. When a bowl breaks, they don't throw it away. They piece it back together using glue flecked with gold. They say that breakage and repair, are all part of the history of that object. The focus is not on how the object broke, but the fact that it was restored. This is where the Lord is directing our attention this week, mending relationships. We all carry some hurt in our hearts. I'm sure everyone can recall a moment When hurtful words were exchanged, voices were raised, doors were slammed, a dish was thrown, silence was weaponized. Maybe that was as recent as yesterday or even this morning. This type of heated conflict breaks our communion with others. So, how do we piece it back together? It starts with forgiveness. In today's gospel, Jesus tells us to forgive, not seven times, but 77 times, meaning we should forgive without limits. This does not mean that we're naive, that we function as doormats or willingly place ourselves in a position to be hurt over and over again. No. No. When someone hurts us, we must be honest. Name the wound. Identify the hurt. Share what's on our heart, but then flush the anger out. Let it go. While we have a right to be angry if we're wronged, countless studies have shown that withholding forgiveness affects our own physical and mental health, hurting us more than anyone else. Anger raises our blood pressure. It disrupts our sleep. It weakens our immune system and decreases our overall sense of happiness. Anger only continues the pain that someone else has caused. As St. Paul says, do not let the sun set on your anger. Do not give the devil a chance to work on you. Holding anger in is like ingesting toxic waste. It poisons us inside. But letting go of our anger is what makes forgiveness so hard. While we have the right to be angry, Forgiving someone means that we forfeit that right. We waive our power and all opportunities to play passive-aggressive, to weaponize our silence, to win an argument, or to seek revenge. We let go of that negativity for the sake of our own peace and for the hope of future reconciliation. Forgiveness, however, is not synonymous with reconciliation. Forgiveness simply opens the door to reconciliation. Reconciliation is much more difficult. It's a two-way street. Both parties must desire it. But even if the person who's wronged us never repents, we should still forgive them for the sake of our own health, Otherwise, the anger can eat away at us. If we ventured into our kitchens this morning and did a head count of all our dishes, we may find we have a few imperfect sets. Mistakes happen, plates fly, dishes break. But the dishes don't have to be thrown away, they can be pieced back together. Similarly, the relationships we hold dear crack on occasion. Conflict happens, trust is lost, hearts are broken. It's a consequence of living in an imperfect world. Relationships can be pieced back together. It starts with forgiveness, which the Lord tells us to extend not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Who is the Lord urging me to forgive, either past or present? It's not just for their sake, it's for our own as well.